Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, my name is Kenny McIntosh. I'm joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today, this Thursday? Thursday afternoon, Kenny. I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, received the new issue of Inside the Ropes magazine yesterday. Mm-hmm. As you know, I've just sent you the latest edition of what else is going down you should have just received that within the last 20 minutes so in my inbox right now i'm i'm, I'm not going to um as as much as i'd like to read it while we're on on this podcast i'm going to wait don't you be distracted no not me not me full focus full steam ahead which i'm going to muck something up in about 20 seconds now so uh, and yeah i'm looking forward to the raw rumble this weekend Yes, big show. Surprises are planned. Uh, so hopefully it's going to be a good show. Yes, um, yes, I think it will be. I think it will be. I'm, I'm, I've already said all I need to say about Wyatt versus Knight. Don't need to add anything to what I said on Tuesday. But I think it's going to be a good show. Yes. Well, so speaking of the Royal Rumble, we'll, we'll open with that since that's uh, the first thing that's come up. So obviously there was a, there's been a story that The Rock will not be doing WrestleMania this year and that he doesn't have time to get in shape. Now, obviously that could all be a red herring and he could very well be doing it. Um, I mean, this is just me plucking something out of the ether. Do, does your gut feeling says The Rock is going to do this year's WrestleMania or not? 
You mean in the ring as a wrestler? In the ring as a wrestler against Roman Reigns. Do you see no. it happening? No, no I, I don't think he will. I, I, I'm hoping he's going to make an appearance at some point. I think Rock Reigns could be, you know, electric, pardon the pun. Um, I really think that could be quite special with Rock versus Reigns and Heyman and, you know, the full crew. I think really, you know, Dwayne Johnson appearing to maybe try and persuade Sami Zayn, if he's still part of the act at that point, that he's um, he's um, he needs to leave, he needs to exit. He's being used, you know, almost in, in Kevin Owens' corner. In fact, he could greatly enhance Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn if he were to appear in some type, type of segment with all of them. Um, I think that would be tremendous for, for Owens and Zayn and, and for Reigns as well and, and for us as, as viewers. But as far as doing a match, I just don't see it. Um, and I don't think he should do a match because if he were to do a match, it would be against Reigns. And to me, it should be Cody Rhodes or whomever wins the Rumble um, as the main event of night one or night two of WrestleMania, whenever that goes on, presumably night two. I mean, do you? Th- I mean, because it's one of those weird things. Obviously, for box office effect, The Rock would be a massive deal for WWE to have him do the match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It does kind of feel like it's been building towards this being the thing. But I mean, there is also the argument if you look at it, just the creative of the company that maybe it's going to be better for the company long term if he's not around because potentially other people could be in the running for for that spot, right? Could, you know, somebody else could could get that spot rather than The Rock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, I think there was a story circulating within the last day or so that Steve Austin, they'd talked to Steve Austin about being in the main event of WrestleMania and it would send the wrong message. If Austin were in the main event, it would, it would be like a vote of no confidence in the present full-time current roster. And obviously, this was something that went on throughout the 2010s, actually beginning when Rock returned in 2011, um, was that the part-timers were treated as the real stars of the show. I wrote about this endlessly. We've talked about this many times. And it was very bad for the for the growth and for the, you know, the stature, enrichment, enhancement of full-time players when a part-timer would come back uh, and would suddenly be propelled to the top of the card and the people who were there full-time were then mid-level players. This was something that really irritated CM Punk, wasn't it, when he was part of WWE in 2013? Yes. Yes, he was. I mean, And it's a double-edged sword because you've, on one hand, you know, you could make your show bigger, but on the other hand, you know, you could, you can make people by having them be in these top spots. So... Well, you, you can, but it doesn't really happen like that. It never seems to, does it? Because the big stars still feel like the big stars. And they usually just wrestle someone like, a, or, or would back in the 2010s, they would usually wrestle a John Cena, who was already, you know, a top top guy, or they'd wrestle a Triple H, or they'd wrestle somebody, or they'd, or they'd beat the existing stars. Well, I mean, twenty thirteen, Kenny. Look at Rock beating CM Punk. Yeah, I mean, no, you're, I mean, you're. I'm just trying to think of you know, in terms of. I mean, let's look at Sami Zayn as an example. I mean, we should give a mention to that monster rating from Monday Night on Raw: two point three four million viewers, a zero point seven zero 
in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is, you know, almost an unheard of demo for that, you know, most popular demographic that always gets talked about. So, and one of the biggest segments and one of the biggest draws of that was the Sami Zayn trial. Yeah. And, you know, does, is Sami Zayn in with a chance this weekend? You know, is he, if Rock's not there, what's the most compelling match for Roman Reigns to have at WrestleMania? Is it Cody Rhodes? Is it Sami Zayn? I mean, the thing with Steve Austin is that, because obviously, you know, there was a report that he was offered big money to face Roman Reigns. But, you know, is Austin really going to have a, a match for Roman Reigns and he loses it? Nah. I mean, I don't believe that story. I mean, I mean, I just, in some way, you know, that was the story going around that he'd been offered this big match and then yeah, it almost seemed like a planted story to me. And there was no way that Austin is going to come back and have a match that has to close the show. No. You know, he's coming back to win for a bit of nostalgia, to do part of his greatest hits tour, but he knows he can't do a full concert anymore. He just can't do it. So he, if he's going to do a match, it will be more of a gimmick match. And that's what it needs to be. And mm-hmm. it needs to be below the main event level. So he wouldn't want to put himself in that position. And you're absolutely right, Kenny. He wouldn't want to return and lose. And no one wants to, and, and no one wants to see Steve Austin lose. No, so it I... would be a, just a calamity to put him in that position. And there was a story from the Observer saying that what uh, they'd heard is that last year, because you remember there was there was the story last year that we kind of talked about where there was the idea that Steve Austin might do another match at this year's WrestleMania. Yeah. And the story out, out there is that who they pitched to him at that point was Brock Lesnar as a match. And the thing is, I can understand the idea they would pitch that, but I mean, there is no way Steve Austin is going to have a match with Brock Lesnar for the same reasons, you know, a match with Goldberg wouldn't wouldn't have been a good idea. He's not going to take that level of neck punishment. No, He's just and and then you can't really do a Brock Lesnar match with no F fives and no German suplex, you know, because that's part of the the deal when you get a Brock match. Exactly, like a, like a young Bucks match without a super kick just doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, but <laughs> I think um, I, I, it's going to be very interesting because I feel like the Rumble is quite open this year in terms of what could happen and. I mean, not that I want to be a Debbie Downer. I I am assuming that Vince will be back in control later this year. Every sign points to that, but that's not happened yet. No, Triple H is. I'm looking forward to see. Even if this is the only one we get, I'm looking forward to see what Triple H's Rumble is going to look like. What his creative is going to be like, um, and and see where they go. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think if Austin's going to do a match, I don't think he's going to do the Roman Reigns match. I I feel could also. You've got Sami Zayn, who is really hot right now in the storyline, and you know he is arguably the most popular guy in the company right now. Then you've got Cody, who's coming back, who they put a lot of time and effort into. So I just don't see Triple H kind of going, right, let's just toss them both aside. I think there's a plan in place, whether it includes Rock or not. But um, you know we're going to know by the time the Rumble's over. We're going to have an indication of what the direction is. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of wide open. Who's going to win the women's rumble? Who's going to, you know, well, it's, it's, everyone's saying it's going to be Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's the, the favourite, but at the moment we've only got seven announced participants, you know. Um, There's still a chance for that Kelly Kelly appearance, Kenny. <laughs> but, you know, it's not... She always <laughs> lights up the ring. She just lights it up, doesn't she? And Tori Wilson. Oh, I mean, I'm just hoping that they... 
I really feel like, you know, get some of the NXT. I mean, they they just did a 20-woman battle royal in NXT. They've got so many female competitors there. You know, I mean, they were featured heavily on this week's NXT, weren't they? And the rating was dismal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, to me, get some of the get some of the NXT women in that match. You know, test them out. You know, the two or three that you're thinking of bringing up soon, get them in the Rumble match and give them 10, 15 minutes to shine. Um, I mean, there's also reports flying around that Nia Jax might be in the match. I mean, it probably will provoke a pop. But I mean, I just don't want to see her back full time. I just don't. No. So, I mean, as you know, one night nostalgia thing, fine. But it, uh, but as the beginnings of a full time return, I just don't think that is a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, Rhea, Rhea Ripley seems to me to to be the uh, the favourite. I mean, hopefully Raquel Gonzalez will have a good night. I think she's somebody. I'm hoping she's going to have a good 2023. She hasn't really done a whole lot yet in WWE on the main roster. And I think she's got so much more to offer than we've seen from her so far. So I'm hoping she's going to be like the, you know, the Iron Woman of the Rumble. Not win, but just put in a really good show in like 25 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, she could even throw a load of people out. I think that would be, you know, almost like the Diesel in, was it 94, wasn't it? The Diesel appearance in 94? Yes. Famous uh, Roman Reigns. Was it Roman Reigns in 2014? I think it was. Or 13. 13. Was it when he threw loads of people out, Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the year. It was 2014. Yeah, 2014. The year year that he was popular before the (laughs) following year. That's it. So I think, yeah, Raquel, I hope she has that moment in the Rumble. Uh, But I can't think other than Rhea. I mean, I think it'd be a disappointment if it was Becky Lynch again. She doesn't need the win. I mean, Bailey, I mean, sorry. I mean, I had high hopes for her before she returned. It's been a disappointment. Not everything's been mediocre, but a lot of it has. She has had some flashes of the old Bailey brilliance, but they've been few and far between. So I can't think of anyone else really who who could win other than Rhea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, Rhea, Rhea at the moment is is the name. The only way I can see it being somebody else is if they have somebody who's coming back that we're not aware of, you know. But then outside of really Trish or Lita, well, no, the, the only other person that would be a shout, and that, and I, this is pie in the sky, so I don't expect it. But if they were able to cut a deal with Sasha. Then that's the only other person, you know. If they would, if there's a way that she's not contractually, you know, tied in, you know, if there's a way that she can still do like, you know, a few her New Japan dates and then go to to WWE, because until she's in AEW, I think there's still a chance of her going back. Now, maybe yeah. this is your your Bailey and Mustafa Ali optimism rubbing off on me, Finn, but there's maybe a chance. So she's yeah. the only other person that I think would kind of be out of left field. But very popular decision if they decided to go down that route. But otherwise, I think it's Rhea for sure. Yes, I think um, so. So, um, yeah, so, so there, there's that. But I do want to talk about obviously um, big change in directive this week from Warner Brothers Media uh, from when we last spoke. Um, they uh, they finally relented and allowed for Jay Briscoe to be 
Uh, remembered on Dynamite, they allowed Mark Briscoe to have a match with Jay Lethal. They had a really, you know, tremendous video package. Yeah, paid. yeah, very, very moving, wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah. It was. I mean, a lot of a lot of care and attention and love had gone into to that video package that they uh, that they put together for the show, which they uh, transmitted on Dynamite last night. Yeah. So yeah, what a what a U turn. By Warners, yeah, and I think I think Tony can, you know, we get we knock him sometimes. I think he does deserve a lot of credit because I'm I'm fairly confident he was pushing for this. And yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he absolutely was. And uh, it's the right, it's mean, the right maybe, thing. Maybe the, I, I, um, possibly it was a case of you know it was Tony pushing for it, which absolutely I'm sure he was. But maybe they were. I'm sure they've got people whose job it is to just monitor social media, and they were probably reading the comments from people and just how important this was to wrestling fans. And lots of people I'm sure were very critical of Warner for not allowing this to happen, for being very stubborn. Um, and I think maybe they would just thought, you know, this looks, this is a bad look for us. The optics are poor. You know, we need to do this. This is the right thing to do. So I'm sure there was that cat, that sort of uh, mentality entered the room as well. I think they sort of, you know, I think a lot of times big wigs um, can be sort of blind or, um, you know, ignorant to what the outside world is thinking. And I think if it was communicated to them in very simple terms that, you know, we look terrible as a corporation by not featuring this person on our programming, maybe they thought, you know what, we need to change our stance here. And, you know, and I'm glad they did. And, and, you know, good for them for finally realizing that, you know, the stance they previously took just, I don't know, you just, it just seemed really cold and kind of heartless to me, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, it, it did seem pretty cold. Um, but, you know, at, at least, I mean, at least they changed their mind at the last minute. Exactly. And, and kind of, you know, because I think after this week, it would have been very hard to to do anything that would have felt natural. It would have felt, I mean, it, it, yeah. it felt a little bit forced that we had to wait the week. But I mean, credit to Tony Canny did push them and they've relented. Um, I mean, you've you've seen a lot more of the Briscoes stuff than I have. Um, Mark, obviously, you know, it's very fresh and very raw. And I'm sure he's not thinking about it right now. But in terms of Mark Briscoe, his future in wrestling, do you see a role for him? Um, somewhere do you, do you see something? Do you see something for him as a solo act in this pretty rough situation where obviously uh, the tragedies happened? Um, you know, what do you think? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously going to continue wrestling, and there is a role for him either as a singles performer or in a new team. The problem, of course, of forming a new team is that it's not going to measure up to the old team. You know, but he was. You know, that was his greatest success did occur as a singles, as, as a tag team wrestler. So I know he did lots of singles matches as well in Ring of Honor and elsewhere. Uh, sorry, uh, Ring of Honor and in other companies. And obviously he wrestled Jay Lethal on Dynamite last night, won the match with the Jay Driller. Um, but I mean, I don't know, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, it really is a tricky one for him. Is he more comfortable in a tag team? Um, probably. But if he forms another tag team, will it just be seen as a disappointment compared to the team he formed with his brother for 20 years? 
well, or whatever it was, close to 20 years. Uh, well, actually, probably more than 20 years now. We're in 2023, aren't we? And Ring of Honor started in 2002. Um, so I don't really know, Kenny, uh, what what he should do, really. I think he's probably going to be all right, whatever he decides. Because, I mean, there's there's, you know, so much goodwill towards him at the moment. And there will be for so many months and possibly years to come. Um, because of what he's just been through and because he's such a heavily so well-decorated wrestler and beloved and, you know, he's got this amazing pedigree. And, I mean, I don't know. How old are they? How old are the kids? Are any of the kids any closer to the point where they could start training to be wrestlers? Because if Mark were to team with, say, one of Jay's kids or one of his own kids then that could be an option. I'm not sure how old, how old the children are. Yeah, I think Jay, Jay's children obviously have the daughters who are very young. And obviously but I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what Mark's kids' ages are or if he, has he got sons. He, I don't know what his... But I mean, it's, it's got to be tough because, you know, it's, I mean, it's not the same thing. It's very different. But, you know, when, when Hawk died, yeah, like Road Warrior Animal, you know, it was hard for him to, to do anything because it's always like you're one half of this thing that people associate with and you know sure. no no offense to Heidenreich but it didn't exactly set the world on fire in 2006 when we got LOD 3.0 well and and when the team split in 92 after Hawk um left WWF after SummerSlam 92 he went over to New Japan and he formed the the team with Kensuke Kensuke Sasaki. I probably pronounced his name wrong. I apologise for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he formed the, um, the Hell Raiders, was it or Hell Raisers? Hell Raiders, I think it was. Let me just right. Think. Okay, with Power, he, he was called Power Warrior. So he was doing like a mini uh, Road Warrior animal gimmick, and it wasn't a bad gig for him. But I mean, it wasn't the same as the road warriors or the legion of doom um so yeah it's very difficult to find a replacement for someone and especially if you replace if if your partner has been your brother then i think it will be tricky to form another team that can it's obviously not going to reach the same heights of the briscoes because they were around so so long as a tag team but you know what i mean it's it, it will be diff- difficult to to replicate you know the the mood that they created and the standards that they set in the ring and you know the chemistry they had because they worked together for so long. Um, so I think maybe singles would be the way to go. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of goodwill from people. Obviously, yeah. with everything that's happened, and I think that you know it's it's definitely worth a punt for him to do something on his own and see if, if he wants to, which I'm sure he will, especially after yeah. I mean, the reaction to him last night on Dynamite. That was very emotional watching uh, Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe, uh, you know, and the crowd were very, they were, they were great for, yeah. for, for that. And they really, you know, re- wrestling tribute shows, they're, they're very uh, awkward in the sense that they're so emotional. So it's very hard for you to sort of have, but I mean, the crowd were just willing them in all forms. And yes, yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job. Credit to to both of them and the crowd for really sort of making it a, a special moment. So yeah, yeah, it was very respectful and really nice to see the uh, AEW locker room on the stage afterwards. And um, it, I'm sure it meant the world to to Mark and to the rest of the Briscoe family that AEW 
you know, did that for him and for them. So um, I'm sure it was, um, I mean, very gratefully received the, the, the entire process. And just to go back on the Road Warrior Hawk thing, it was Hawk. Uh, Hawk and uh, Sasaki were the Hellraisers, and Sasaki was the Power Warriors to go with the Road Warriors. So you were correct in everything. <laughs> um, but um, uh, before we go, um, we, we will be recording an overrun, by the way. I thought we would just do quick rumble predictions for the rest of the card that is happening this. I mean, there is more Vince McMahon stuff. He's being... Well, actually, to to be fair, I did want to bring this one thing up to you because it obviously happened kind of, if anything happens after a Thursday, it's difficult for us because on Tuesdays we talk about the the TV, we talk about what's going on on TV, so by the next Thursday maybe it's out of date, but Vince McMahon did settle with Rita Chatterton for a multi-million dollar um, settlement. Um, I mean, that's pretty big news, right, because this has been going on for years and years and years and years and years, and um, it's not like it's just, you know, there's a, there's a small settlement. This is a multi-million dollar settlement. Um, and there's more lawsuits to come. So it, it seems like Vince's MO is going to be to sort of pay pay as much of these off as he can. Because the last thing he wants to do is go to court when they're trying to kind of, you know, recover from everything, right? Absolutely, Kenny. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it was... I was quite shocked. I mean, because this actually had this news brought while we were actually recording the Royal Rumble 2003 review, wasn't it? For yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, speaking to the New York Post, uh, Jerry McDevitt uh, said, actually, uh, speaking to the, I think it was speaking to the Wall Street Journal, Jerry McDevitt said that McMahon denies, Mr. McMahon denies and always has denied raping Ms. Chatterton. And he settled the case solely to avoid the cost of litigation. So, I mean, Chatterton had uh, sought $11.75 million for McMahon. Um, Wall Street Journal reported that the uh, that it was settled for less than that, but it was still a multi-million dollar agreement that they reached. So I don't really know what else to say, Kenny, because, I mean... As Jerry McDevitt said, you know, McMahon has always denied this and he's paid up anyway to make it go away. So people need to make their own decisions, come to their own conclusions about, you know, what actually happened here. Because we don't know. We don't know. We know is that it's that the payoff has been made and this has now gone away. Um, but I mean, yeah, it doesn't look great, does it? It doesn't look great because this is the one. This is the one that he has always been adamant that, it w- and you know, this is. I mean, it's twenty twenty three. I think she first came out and sort of publicly spoke about it in ninety two. Want to say when ever could have been ninety one when the sex scandals first broke. Could have been ninety one or possibly ninety two. No, ninety one was the steroid scandals, then the sex scandal came. Sex scandals came later, so it probably was ninety two. Yeah. So I mean, you know. It, for for Rita Chatterton, it's you know it's good to see her get something to you know to because for years she's kind of been tarnished as as a liar and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean it's it's I mean, hopefully it's some sort of closure for her. Yeah, I mean she, it's a life changing amount of money. You know, multi, yeah. any any sort of multi million dollar amount is a life changing amount of money. Um, of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, I, you know. I think the fact that you know that the case is over means that you know she can 
get on with her life now. You know, this isn't something that she's going to have to pursue anymore. And I imagine as well, there'll probably have been, she probably, as part of the deal, I can't imagine that she will be allowed to talk about. Usually there's some sort of, it's usually sealed, isn't it, a settlement? Mm-hmm. That's usually the way it works, isn't it? Yeah. Is that settlement's made and you're not allowed to talk about it. So, I mean, this is something that, you know, has a, dra- a line has been drawn under this legally. Um, she's accepted the settlement. And I hope this does provide some comfort for her, Kenny. Um, well, listen, that is um, all we've got time for for the power slam. Oh, yeah, so we're going to do the Rumble preview. My head is up my arse today, Finn. I do apologise. So the Rumble, we did, we talked well, about... You're approaching the... another birthday, aren't you, Kenny? That's what it is. You're I'd getting rather, on a bit, I'd, mate. I'd rather not talk about it. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm going to be turning 38 on Sunday. Now, it's 38 officially late 30s, Kenny, or are you still... Are you still try clinging on to that mid thirties handle? I'm going to cling to mid thirties for one more year. I've decided, <laughs> but but then in a year's time, I can't. I, I, there's no way. You know, I'll just take one year of late thirties, and then I'll, you know, but I, I, how do you, I, you can't even say the next number out loud, can you? Well, I was going to ask you, how was it turning forty for you? Did you feel liberated? Did you feel different? Did you? Was it just another Tuesday? Um, I mean, thirty was thirty was the weird one for me. I don't know why, but it just was. And right. once I, uh, I mean, once I got to forty, I mean, well, when you get to forty, Kenny, it's all over, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> forty wasn't a problem. Forty was just. Oh, can you hear the bell there? It sounds like someone is at the door, Kenny. I didn't hear it. But, you know, is is this is this your caviar being delivered? Does that happen on Thursday? <laughs> Caviar, I work for inside the ropes, Kenny. <laughs> That's your level order then. Um, <laughs> but well, at least at forty. No, no, for, no. Sorry, just to answer your question. Yeah, uh, forty was forty was fine. I had no problem at all with forty. It would just pass by and didn't bother me at all. But thirty, for some reason, that was that was a weird one. That one. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, sorry. I'm gonna have to answer the door. Sorry no about problem, this, everyone. No <laughs> 
victorious in the Women's Royal Rumble. <clears throat> Let's go through the rest of the card. We've got Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's title. Um, I mean, dear God, it can't be Alexa Bliss. Surely. No, surely it can't be. I mean... Save us. These two need a good match. They need to blow away expectations because who is really that interested in this match? So this needs to be a good one. It really does. I mean, the question, of course, is will there be a connection between this and the pitch black match? You know, is Bray Wyatt going to be involved? Is going to be something going to, is going to be a crossover here between Bliss and the Bray Wyatt match? I would think so. So, I mean, maybe that make it might make it more interesting or it might make it worse, depending on how the pitch black match is received. So, yeah, I think there's... I mean, I think, yeah, it's going to need storyline assistance. This is a sort of match where the booking team needs to offset the shortcomings of the talent or the feud or the you know level of interest in the feud or the match. So this is a match where they're going to need a lot of creative assistance, Kenny. Creative assistance is going creative to be... support. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see much hope for it. But hopefully, Bianca just retains. Um, yeah. Bray Wyatt, Ellie Knight, the pitch black match, sponsored by Mountain Dew. Um, feels like it's going to be Bray Wyatt's night, but will it be Finn Martin's night? Because will he be <laughs> correct? <laughs> Everyone's going to be watching. Everyone listening to this is going to be watching that match and going, "Is Finn going to be right? Is Finn going to be right? Is is he even going to be here next week? <laughs> he may just have to like retire, you know, out of shame, out of yet another failed prediction." Um, I mean, yeah, it appears it's going to be Wyatt's night, but I mean, I hope they look after LA Knight in the match because after the way in which that Undertaker treated him on Monday and. And Wyatt's sister Abigail. I mean, Knight looked like, you know, like a mid-level player at best in that segment, or with uh, we Undertaker and Wyatt. So he needs a strong showing in this match. But uh, I would think. I mean, I mean, I don't know whether I'm. I'm sort of. I am sort of looking forward to this match, but at the same time, I'm also dreading it. And not just because I've made this absurd prediction that it's going to be good, but just because, A, I'm writing up Raw Rumble in the magazine next month, so I'm going to have to spend a long time watching this match. I'll have to watch it twice because you watch the show and then you watch it again while you're writing it up to make sure you've caught everything and you've not forgotten anything and just to make sure you're doing everything correctly. So I'm going to have to sit through this thing twice and also I'm going to have to spend a long time writing it up. So if it's dire... It's going to annoy me even more. <laughs> I mean, and and the thing, and the, the the other reason as well, actually, in, in all seriousness, that I want this match to succeed is that I've been a huge fan of LA Knight, huge fan of his when he was Eli Drake. I've always felt like this is a guy who can be a huge star in the biz. And I believe, he, I think he's 40 now. So this is like, you know, this is his last chance. So really, you know, if they ruin him in this match, I think that'll be it. That'll be, he's going to be over for him. And also Wyatt has come back and there was a lot of interest. And I think that interest has diminished because no one really quite knows what's going on because we've been bombarded with so many images and really contradictory information about this character. We don't really know what this character is yet. I mean, they still haven't explained to Uncle Howdy is, have they, Kenny? We know it's 
it's a different person to Wyatt. At first, we thought it was the same person. It was an alter ego, but it isn't. It's a different person. So I think they've got a lot of explaining to do in this match. Yes, I think they do. And I mean, I think we're going to get an appearance from Uncle Howdy on the show. You know, we're, we're going to get that, I'm sure. I'm convinced. Um, but as, as I mean, Uncle Howdy's probably going to help Wyatt get the victory. That's yeah. probably what, what we're going to get here. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, but I, I'm with you. It, I think, might, it uh, might not be Kenny. It might be excruciating. Well, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where before Monday, I would have said there's nothing. But having the Undertaker sort of pass the torch a little bit to Bray Wyatt by sort of having them have their moment together. It, it gives me the small glimmer of hope they have an idea of what they're doing. But I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. You know what? I mean, Wyatt's return was after Vince retired. He went in July. Wyatt returned October. So it's not like Paul Levesque can b- blame this on anyone other than himself because he engineered this return and he's been in control, in charge of every aspect, you know, every, you know, fine detail of this character since it returned. So it's not like he's inherited a problem. He's brought Wyatt back and he's been managing the whole thing from the beginning at Extreme Rules to where we are now. So I hope they've got a plan. I mean, if he hasn't got a plan, then, I mean, a lot of questions are going to be asked about the man's competence, aren't they? Yes. I think it's it's going to be a big problem if we... If we don't get, I mean, yeah, this is triple one of Triple H's big tests is that this has all been yeah. under his watch, and it's this is the first big thing Wyatt has done. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what the success is. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens for the undisputed Universal Title. Obviously, this is also Sami Zayn's final test. Um, I mean, it seems fairly obvious that Roman Reigns is gonna is gonna win here, but it's really gonna be the Sami Zayn part of it that probably is the real story coming out of the match. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with it. I would agree with that assessment. I think um, Zayn's final test, I mentioned this on Tuesday, is that he has to, he will have to cost Kevin Owens the match. That will be the final test. And if he does that, then ostensibly he will be accepted and forgiven by Roman Reigns. But we know that that would just be a smokescreen and that there is a split coming. I don't know if it's going to be next Monday, but it's coming soon. But I think Zayn will help Reigns defeat Owens. Reigns and Zayn will hug. Zayn will feel terrible about it. You know, there'll be all this guilt. You know, there'll be all this sort of like, what have I done? (laughs) And... I think that there will be the lasting image and our lasting memory of the match that Zayn has helped Reigns defeat Kevin Owens, but he feels terrible about it. You know, it might not be that obvious and it might not be overt, but I think there'll be subtle hints that Zayn feels rotten about what he has done. I'm talking about something in the past tense that hasn't happened yet, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think Zayn will feel rotten about what he's done Reigns will detect that, and that will be the reason why the bloodline ultimately can't trust Sami Zayn, and they will expel him from expel him from the bloodline and 
beat him down. And that's when Owens will rush to his rescue and that will then lead to what's coming next, which will probably be a tag match at um, WrestleMania between Owens and Zayn and Jimmy and Jay. And the, the big thing is going to be, are we going to get that Elimination Chamber match, right? Are we going to get the the match at Elimination Chamber uh, with Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns? That's what we all kind of think is going to be the direction of travel. But Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, possibly, yeah. So Zayn's thrown out of the bloodline next Monday or the Monday after. That then leads to the match in Montreal, where Reigns, of course, will return again. But it's that'll be Sammy's night, and as long as he puts in a hell of a performance and the audience will be behind him, that could be, you know, one of those sort of Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar type moments that everyone remembers for like years to come. And that takes us to the Royal Rumble match itself, the men's Royal Rumble match. Who is your pick, Finn? Well, I think it's going to be Cody. It's hard for me to believe that it'd be anyone else. Um I mean, Sammy is, Sammy Zayn's presumably going to be in the match. I'm sure they'll be smart enough not to pit Sammy Zayn versus Cody Rhodes because that would be a very bad night for that. Would be a real blunder if they were to put those two in the ring together and to ask the audience to choose. So I'm sure Zayn will be in maybe within the first five, and then he'll go out before Cody Rhodes enters the match. I would think Cody will come in maybe around. 16-17, after Sammy has been thrown out, um, and then the match will be based around him. But I think it's got to be Cody. I mean, who else are possible contenders, realistically, who could win apart from Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes? I can't think of anyone. No, I think it's down to those two. Um, yeah, I think Cody's... I think Cody is the safe choice, Um in, in terms of a prediction. So I think that's the that's how I'm going to go for as well. Cody Rhodes, but um, we'll see. But we are going to be here on Tuesday for what's going down to talk all about the Royal Rumble and uh, and everything else. So um, Finn, before we go, I hope you have a nice weekend enjoying watching the Rumble at your leisure on Sunday or Monday. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to watch it on Sunday. So um, as I say, I always, I have, because I'm writing it up, you have to watch it twice. So uh yeah, it's so. Um, do you, so do you take if you, so if you go to bed on Saturday night, right, and you get up on Sunday morning? Do you do you try and avoid looking at anything that's happened and watch it and just kind of see it play out, or do you tend to get spoilers before you've watched it? What's the process? Fill people in on the F Martin approach. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about spoilers and, and things like that. I mean, I'm just not bothered about things like that anymore, and haven't been for 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 many years. But would yeah. would you would you kind of get up and just go online and stuff and end up seeing stuff before you watched it, or would you? Sort of yeah, yeah, I usually I'm more interested in the reaction to the show and whether it's been good and whether people have enjoyed it. Okay. That interests me more than what has happened. Mm-hmm. Because that's you know, you're taking the temperature, aren't you? You know, was this a hot show? Was it a cold show? Was it a medium, middling show? Um, was it a lukewarm show? I mean, that to me is more important. And in many ways, obviously you don't want a show to be dire because you don't, you want them all to be good. But when a show is really bad, um, that does make it easy to write about. There's no doubt about that. When it's just boring and dull, I mean, those are the tricky write-ups because you've got to try and make it interest. You've got to try and make your text or or your review here on a podcast. You've got to make you've got to try and make something that's that's rather dreary seem interesting 
And that's not easy. I mean, in fact, it's impossible, isn't it? So there's nothing worse than a dull, ordinary pedestrian show. You either want it to be preferably outstanding or failing that, you want it to be lousy so you can really put the boot in. Um, But I'm, you know, the thing is, I said this, I think on Tuesday, the Royal Rumble matches are like the old, they're always a hit. They, They just can't miss matches. So even if all the other matches on the show are poor, I think the sh- and 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 as long as WWE gives people Rhea Ripley and Cody Rhodes as the winners of the women's and the men's Royal Rumble matches, respectively, I think the match will still be. And obviously Roman Reigns is going to is going to retain. We know that. And Reigns versus Kevin Owens will be a good match. It's it's impossible for me to consider to. You know, even imagine it's inconceivable to me that Reigns and Kevin Owens will have a bad match. They just won't. So there's going to be at least three good matches on the show. So even if Knight versus Wyatt is a total disaster and Bliss versus Belair is just kind of dull, which it may be, I think the show will still be remembered. It will still be considered a success and remembered fondly because it will have delivered big in the three biggest matches. That's the main thing to me. So that's how I've, yeah, just really go online and just and just read what people are, are, are writing about it. You know, was it was it a good show or not? That's the most important thing. Well, listen, we'll be back on Tuesday to talk about it. We hope that you will check out Inside the Ropes magazine. If you're a subscriber, the new edition should be through your door by now. It hits the shops today as well. So please go check that out. Good reading, pre-Royal Rumble reading, loads of stuff in there. And uh, we hope that you will check it out. Yeah, Um, issue 29. Sami Zayn on the cover. A very nice pink and white colour scheme, Kenny, that is strangely familiar. (laughs) Homage, homage is the word of the day. I was, I was actually with Jamie Miller earlier, who we both know, Finn, and uh, yeah. and he said, "Oh, my new, my new inside the Oaks magazine came in uh, today." He said, "It looks, it looks very like Power Slam." And I said, "Yes, and yeah, I think that's the point. I think it's to, you know, try and try and get those people who used to buy Power Slam back in the day and sort of scream from the shelves, Finn Martin writes for us. Yeah, those laps <laughs> readers, come back." <laughs> We need um, you. But uh, and then if you want to support us, best way is Patreon, patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes. I say it every week, but it is crucial uh to us continue to do the podcast. So we do hope you go check us out. There's daily content that goes up. Sandra and I will be doing a Royal Rumble review. Finn joined Sandra and I for the Royal Rumble 2003 review, which is up now. There's a new what else is going down up. Uh this pre- that's gone up with this podcast at the same time. So if you listen to this, what else is going down is immediately up with it. So And that's you- all new. That's all new. I don't think there's anything in there that we discussed today. That's all new. Not that's not nothing, you know, there's nothing, no repetition there. It's not come paste, it's all new content. Yeah. Every month you get the, the what else is going down. It's not available in the magazine. We we Try not to really talk about topics that are in it and on the podcast, so that it's fresh content, original. So we hope that you will enjoy us. Patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes. So thank you very much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.
lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.